let's go. Welcome to Last Chance Q with myself, Coach JB and Sean Salisbury. We will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we we don't want to use these long terms, coach. We don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance cute with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. What up, what up, what up, man? Another episode of uh, Last Chance Q. Uh, we're here on this fine Wednesday, work boot Wednesday. Uh, I'm going to bring in the, uh, the great Sean Salisbury in here. We're going to get right after it here. I'm going to try to upload, get this uh, video uploaded and ready to go. A uh, lot, of, lot of video to discuss and show you here in this hour-long episode of Last Chance Q. Number two install. Sean, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? What is up? Man, it seems like I haven't seen you in a while, man. I, I, you know, I like I like talking shit constantly. You know what I mean? All day, every day. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I know you get in studio, cigar lounge. You got some shit going on. It's a crib. Get ready, brother. Yeah, man. I got cameras in right now. I got all kinds of shit going on, man. It's, it's well, like, not your freak uh, cameras, are they? No. Nah, your freak cameras, are they? Nah, <laughs> shit. Nobody wants to see two old people fuck anyway. I I, I call it making love. I like to make love. <laughs> What's hey. up, man? How, how we doing today, brother? Nah, that's the most, is this number 38 or 39 show for you today? Uh, I, Cut it to 35 today. 35. Cut it back four. Saved an hour for, for us so I could empty the bucket just before I hit them sheets tonight. Hit them sheets. My uh, shit, you know, I'm checking my stuff out right now in the in the camera. My shit looks tight tonight, dude. You check me out. Yeah, I am looking at you. You know, you look like you uh you lost some years it's over the overnight. Yeah, dude, you know, refreshed. The, the, my, my lid's on fire right now. This blue shirt brings out the green in my in my in my eyes. Shit. I, I mean you don't you wonder how hot I look, brother. Just ask me. I'm feeling pretty good about my look. You know, we got we got these colored eyes. You know, people don't realize that my shit changes with the fucking color shirt I wear. Yeah, you're a chameleon though, too, dude. You change with the I'm you can change right. with wherever you're at. That's who you are. You give me a fucking red shirt, it might fucking might have red fucking eyes. There you go. Sometimes uh, I'll, sometimes I'll see red. And that's the time you don't want to fuck with me. But then I try to stay away from those moments. You know, not you, just society. But I'm feeling good about our look right now. I don't know why. Hell, your backwards visor, which is your staple. You know, yeah, man. Uh, let me ask you some uh, poll question for you. Uh, I'm really not feeling good about my look, my bullshit though. But it sounded good. You, let me let me ask you the fuck. Let me ask you the poll question. Okay. Uh, do you believe if you eat the pie, you got to eat the crust too? I think if you don't eat the crust on a sandwich, on a pie, on a pot pie, on regular pie, you're a bitch. That's what I think. You know what I'm? You're one of those folks. You don't eat the pie. You don't eat the crust on pizza, bitch. 
crust, dude. Eat the, uh, the the skin on a baked potato. If you don't eat that, bitch. Yeah, dude. I, I yeah, I, I'm all. You know, you know, you know what the pie is, right? I know exactly what the pie is. I'm, I'm keeping it clean tonight, dude. Okay. <laughs> I'm keeping it clean for you. I just want to know if Sean Salisbury eats the crust after he eats the pie. I mean, I've been known to, I mean, I, I, I've been known to go get a piece of corn every now and again. You know, what, what, what's wrong with you, man? Why, 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 why do you got to be playing into your stupidity? I, God damn, the, the chat's going crazy. I we hadn't even started the show yet. You know, I just don't. I, didn't I know, know where you were going. I was just trying to, crust. I was just trying to keep it clean from. You going right to like the you know from the taint area when I'm trying to talk about eating like boysenberry pie. I know where you're going, dude. I'm hey, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, I, I got you. Hey, Lucy said, "Wait, we're not actually talking about pie, are we?" Right. No, uh, Lucy, he's not. Well, I am. It just depends on what kind of pie you're talking about. Pudding pie? We talking about uh, vanilla pie? <laughs> There's all kind of shit. I, well, if you, you if put it this way, if you don't, I heard you, you eat corn. Don't, she'll leave you. I heard you eat corn out the crust, and you don't even like corn. Dude, I, a planter's peanut, brother. <laughs> God damn. Hey, everybody's lost, and that's what's good about it. Everybody in the chat's lost. That's a good thing. Well, that, that's you're good at you're good at making sure people are like a little wompy jawed when we start the show. I like it. You know what wompy jawed is? What is it? You wompy jaw, discombobulated, you know, oh, a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. fucking molly wopped. Yeah. Uh, quote of the day. I got to use my quote from this morning, man, because I think it ties into football. Uh, making mistakes is better than faking perfections. I think it's better. I think it's not only refers to football. I think it's a great quote. I was actually on with my guy. You remember my man, Steve Sachs? My man Saxy played yeah. second base for the Dodgers. Oh, you know, one on. of my be- one of my better friends for a long time, and really? he and Mike Marshall. We were in Mike oh, Marshall's oh, wedding. Mike. First baseman, Mike Marshall. There's my boy. Yeah. And Saxy has a podcast, and we were talking about that today. Did a podcast. He 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 hosts a podcast. So went on with him, and we were talking about you know some adversity, making mistakes. We don't let people. We 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 have hidden people from adversity you know we try to protect people which is fine for you know your kids you don't want anybody to go through adversity but when they do it's okay and i am with you right now i'd rather be a transparent mistake maker that overcame it than a fake perfectionist that hadn't overcome shit yeah that, no doubt and yeah, he can't i think it's a great quote sean i think we're faking playing quarterback and you could do it on and off the field and i don't want to fake either but I think that there's a lot of things you can do in football now that can, that can, what, what's the word I'm looking for? That can give you a lot of good cosmetic look, but the substance isn't there on the field. And I know what you're talking about. So I want to get into this uh, USC, your alma mater. Um, they, they, they gave up 16 points in three minutes to Tulane, a team they should never lose to, in my opinion. But I believe football has been watered down now with, with transfer portal, NIL. I believe anybody can beat anybody at any given moment. Uh, maybe yep. besides Georgia, Alabama, and maybe, you know, Ohio State. Uh, I think any, everyone else is pretty much fair game at any given game, any day. And we're proving that every weekend, week out. Bowl games have shown that. UCLA losing to Pittsburgh. SC losing to Tulane. Appalachian State beat Texas A&M. Marshall beats Notre Dame. I mean, it's going on every day. 
So, Caleb Williams, what do you? How do you define I, quarterback position? In my opinion, uh, comes with like a uh, job description. I don't believe in that job description. Can you or ever? Can you ever be a shitbird? Like I don't believe you can be. I believe you could be a prick. I believe you could have some shit in your neck. I think you could be a fucking slapdick, like we all are. But once you turn that shitbird corner, I don't know if you can get it back. Caleb Williams didn't even show up for the presser. This is a it's starting to stack up, Sean. I just I said this a while back, and you were like, "No way!" And I because yeah, I don't know him off the field, and I yeah, and, and I, go, I don't know enough about him. You know the fingernails and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm trying not to make a big deal. I don't like the cuss words on the fingernails. If that's true, fuck you, you. Yeah, yeah, I, that that stuff I don't like. If he wants to paint his damn fingernails. I don't paint my fingernails. I get manicures, but I buff mine. Okay, clear buff. I don't pay him, but that's up to him. Shit. I, hell, I guess if I, if I could play football like him, I'd probably paint my nuts, but I, I'm, I'm not as good as him. Okay. Shot. But I, I do need to know because I want to have this banter. I know you we're both tied into different people and a lot of the same people, right? So when you first told me you thought that, I'm like, okay, well, I'm trying to figure out where this is coming from. And are you, are, let me ask you this. Makes for good banner. Why are you so mad he didn't show up for a fucking press conference? Didn't he answer questions? Is it because you you think the you think that the maybe that it was a poor sport and he, is because they lost? Is that why? Give me some perspective on why you're bothered by it and why he's a this shit. Is no, in your this mind. is why I'm bothered. I'm bothered because there's a common denominator on the painted nails, the missed press conference the leader aspect of the position itself, um, and the fact that SC lost the football game. The common denominator is fucking Lincoln Riley. As a head coach, you either coach it or you allow it. And okay. your figurehead of the football program, Caleb Williams, who won the fucking Heisman, has now shown his true colors. And you have allowed it, and you have shown your true colors, and it cost your ass another bowl victory, which you have yet to get. You've never won a major bowl game. You've never won a playoff game at Oklahoma, now at SC. And you it's not like you're taking over fucking Idaho and fucking Utah State. You're getting taken over some major programs. USC spends $30 million a year on football budget. Tulane spends five. Right. The coaches right. did the Willie Fritz, good friend of mine, makes two million. Lincoln makes a ten. Okay, let me ask you this now. I'm gonna pepper this is and this is because we're trying the great thing I love about us, among a lot of stupid things that we laugh about, but with this woman talking serious stuff about this, and I you know me, I'm a I love my Trojans, but I'm also not a homer to the point where I won't criticize shit, I'll criticize them six six ways to Sunday, twice on Sunday, if that's what it takes. Um and I, I, I want to delineate between the two and Caleb Williams and, and Lincoln Riley. You are exactly right. I think Herb Street said it too. You are basically, and I'm saying you're, you are what you allow in your life, right? Or what you allow in your program, whatever creeps in or whatever doesn't. But let, let, let me get to the football. Okay, let, well, let's stick to the attitude part that you don't like. Um, through for what, about 480? And without him, let me ask you this. If he's not on their team this year, where are they at? Football-wise leader, and and if they're 
if he's a bad leader, and I'm not saying you're saying he is. I'm just asking. This is a question that I believe you're qualified for because you teach young men every day. And, and it's good for us to have this banner. Because while I'm a Trojan, it's easy. It's good to remove yourself from somebody who knows a bunch of Trojans and insight, but is not didn't graduate, didn't go to school there like you, but we but still loves the program and lives near it, right? So I'm asking you, because I honest, I've never met Caleb Williams. I hear these mixed, I, I do hear it. I hear one people say, oh man, what a great person to have around. Then I hear other people say he's a diva and has his, you know, does his own thing and blah, blah, blah. Why is he just so good that they don't have to respond to him on the field? Will, will it catch up to him? Do you think that the leadership, is he a bad leader? The nails and the, the press conference, or is this just a precursor for what's coming down the road as we continue to go that the best player in America this year, it's only going to get worse when it comes to the leadership and how far does Lincoln let it go? Is it really out of hand? I mean, all these questions I'm asking because I can tell you this, and you know this, whether it's mechanics or not, the dude, quite frankly, single-handedly kept them in every fucking game this year. Single, yeah, I, I literally just, single as a player. But we're, you're, I know you're separating the two, so. I mean, I'm is, not. I am, but I'm not. Is he, a, is he such a big turd to you that you wouldn't draft him? Well, here's the thing. Let's, He's let's, winning your games, so tell me. So uh, let me ask you this. Common denominator in the NFL that played for Lincoln Riley is who? Well, they, right, and no. none of them have, they have temporary success. Well, Jalen Hurts is proven. We'll see. I mean, he he's but it was he was the the, the shortest term one there, but he also played for Nick and his Baker and, his and Kyler Murray. Right, probably foundation was created in Alabama. Yeah, from Nick, no doubt. And well, in high school, old man's a coach. His dad, his dad. Yeah, yeah, his he's dad. a local kid here in Houston, and yeah, his dad and brings it. So. I, I, I don't. I've I used to train on a field next to Kyler Murray. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I've met Baker Mayfield. I don't. These guys. I never hang around any of them, so I don't know. Right. But I, I know that you know. Hell, listen. We've talked about Kyler and the Baker stuff, but when it gets to Caleb Williams, I guess I'm. Maybe I'm a little skewed because I love the way he handles the way he plays football, but I also know because I live by the leadership treat people the way you want to be treated, do those things, leadership. Eventually it gets catches up to you. What's the whole ultimate goal, winning Super Bowls or winning national titles? All that in mind. Have I seen enough or do we know enough for me to say it's a good thing he's a good football player because I don't like the guy? I haven't got to that stage yet. You know more than I do about that situation. And that's why I'm honestly asking what what's in your cross so much? Is it the more Lincoln Riley than Caleb Williams? Or more Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, or more history. It's more like I'm looking at these guys at the end, when they get to the league and they're shit birds. And Hertz is the only one. Everyone else has been an absolute pretty much shit bird. They haven't produced at all. And when do we stop it? Like we're not we're we're crippling the kid in the long run if we're not correcting him now. We you don't. Know why? We're yeah. not correcting him now. Then what are you, what really what good are you? Are you good? Just say you brought the kid from fucking Oklahoma to U, to USC. Like you know, you know what happens. And JB, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Here, here's whether it's Lincoln or somewhere else. Now, some won't. You know, some have their line where they're not going to cross it as a coach, is saying we're going to live like this, and if you don't abide this way, then you're not going to be a part of our program. But we are at a time now when a lot of these schools are actually, quite frankly, chicken shit and afraid to lose their top guys because they think oh. they're going to lose their job. So what they do is they 
they continue to move the goalposts for, and I'm not just talking about, you know, the thing that you know more about than I do, Caleb, but it places we know, listen, when you transfer four times because you get beat out, I got a problem. Something tells me that I don't think I want you on the next level to play for my NFL team because I, I can't trust you late. That's just, I think, different. Whether it's right or wrong, who knows? So my thing is, as long as he does what he's doing and making money and producing and putting money in people's pocket by doing it, because I said here, and I know how alum are going to think, from SC, speaking of Caleb Williams, they're thinking with that defense and how horseshit it was, where would the program have been this year without that number, what, 13 running the show? Plays at about 85 to 90% in the bowl game. Now gets beat by Tulane, and that's the ultimate, but throws for four or five touchdowns and 450 bills on a what looked like for him to be just a normal game. So I don't know. You make a great point. I don't know. I don't know the disservice. Are they? Are, are they? Or is it like the kid's so good that I don't want to? That, that if you're a coach, you're saying I'm not going to push him to too much of a brink because I don't want. I don't need him leaving me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. where, where, where's the line? I, I don't know. That's where it goes back to NIL and transfer portal. That coaches have no power when it comes to their superstars in college now because those guys will just you know flip you the middle finger. Some of them tell you to go fuck yourself and go play somewhere else for more money. So. <laughs> Do you, are, do you trust that Caleb Williams can pull? Okay, you're, we got the first pick next year, you, me and you. you know, I'm your head coach. You're my general manager, and I come to you and I say, I, I, Caleb Williams is a program changer, dude. He's a, he's a franchise changer. I got, got to take him. He wins the second Heisman Trophy. USC was in the playoff. He, he's, he made every – he got better on the field. Uh, you know, the rumors of uh, leadership and that he's got – you know, when everybody else wears, uh, you know, the – the headband he wears a different head but whatever it is and i come to you and say but i've talked to the kid i think he can i think he'll change the franchise what are you telling me as my gm don't trust it my gut doesn't trust it okay my gut don't trust it i like bryce young uh no i know his another california kid uh yeah. i don't trust caleb williams he gives me a lot of kyler murray vibes i i don't who's trust i don't a better player who do you think's a better player Sean, I these kids coming right. from college, though, that – let me let me let's break down just the football part. Screw the, the character flaws that I believe. I could be wrong. Let's just say I'm – let's say I'm wrong. No, I'm not saying – JB, you know, I'm, that's why I'm asking. I don't know no, the no, answer. No, I know. I know the let's answers. Say, let's I say know. I'm wrong, though, with the character thing. We're Me and you have a – we're a gray area. We don't care about character. We're talking ball only. Right. 2024, we need – 2024 – I'm the head coach, you're my GM, and I need a quarterback, and I need a program changer and a franchise changer. A year from this spring, he comes back for his junior year, does what he did this year, and we're like, we just shake our head. The, the Look at the numbers. So just as a straight football player, I, I, I how are we passing on him? It's and we need, and we need a quarterback. We're really, if we're really football guys, I'm the GM. I'm who I am. I coach. Right. I played. You're, you played. You coached. We, we're sitting in this room, and I'm sitting here saying, I'm, I'm throwing this at you, Sean. You're the coach. you got to make this decision. I'm going to let you make it. So I'm going to let you live or die by the sword like these guys do, most of them. I'm going to say, Sean, he's 5'10", maybe. He doesn't play too much under center, but I do appreciate Lincoln for putting him under center more than most other college players right now in this run-and-gun RPO triple option system that we see with tempo and cards and etc. So I would ask you first, Sean, 
Let's evaluate this kid. Let's watch him under center. Let's watch him take a drop, a five-step and a seven with a hitch and without. Let's see him roll into seven off a play pass. And how often are his balls batted at the line of scrimmage by six, seven tackles and DNs? I want to see that first. Okay, and now I'm the opposing coach, and you know I love getting under center. I mean, I'm the opposed. I'm the opposition. We're sitting there, and I'm giving you my honest. I say, well, now, J.B., First off, what is his exact height? Do we know? Did we Google it? Five ten and a half, five eleven. See, he to me he looks bigger in a uniform. I think he's thicker, kid. No, he's very yeah. He looks thick to me. I don't know what he's going to measure out at. He feels bigger to me. But, Let's say six foot. Let's say okay. six one. Let's say say six one. Okay, and I'm a coach, and I say, well, JB, my philosophy. You know, I'm only going to, I'm only getting under center, even though it isn't my philosophy. I'm going to play the role for a second. We're not going to be under center very often. He played in one of the biggest, one of the best programs in America and seemed to succeed there against the best teams in America. Why am I worried that we can't do the same thing at the next level when he makes everybody better? He maximizes the football building. Why? And if he is going to change our, the, 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 the arc of our careers and we are going to win literally overnight because we get a program changer, a franchise changer, I don't give two shits about him being six foot or six one. I'll adjust my offense to him as opposed to making him adjust to me. So if that was my answer, how do we respond? Is he playmaker enough to win a championship for you if I got a defense? If he has half of, if he has 70% of Georgia's defense and his offense, is he the national champion this year? Maybe. I, I, it's hard to do that. It's hard to say. You know, exactly. offense is great. Lincoln does great. He calls great offense and everything like that. Uh, he's not a – I don't believe Lincoln's a great head coach. I believe he could be a coordinator at some at, for Nick Saban. I believe he needs to go be Nick Saban's OC and learn how to run a program, to be honest. I'm being honest with you. That's, Their defense just – dude, it's enough. This is me talking now. It's enough, it's, it's enough to make my head explode. It's management, though, and yeah. it starts at the top, and you have to stop hiring your fucking homeboys and start hiring some guys that understand X's and O's in totality and how to fit a front with your secondary, and you can't be in too high and not roll to one and leave an alley fucking vacant against a triple option team and think you're going to be okay. You're fitting the fucking pitch man from a fucking 14-yard safety on the hash. I mean, I'm like sitting here like, holy fuck, I've had high school coaches that understand better than this. And that's what we're doing. We're in too high. We're not rolling down. And we're running triple at Tulane against it. And we're pitching to a naked alley. And the two-eye safety is now seeing it and rocking and rolling and reacting. No. On the motion, you should have fucking rocked that bitch and went to Picked one it. eye and Picked stuck it. the guy in the alley and made him run the other way. But we, we can't even fucking see this. But anyway, Sean, what do I know? I don't know football shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is it? let me ask you this, and I'm going to come back to you and say, from your gut, because as me as the head coach, I'm going to say, I'll handle the, 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 if there's a little bit of, if there's a smugness or something that we don't like, the play outweighs it. And then I'm going to ask you, I'm going to say, is there anything that's outlandish what we know now? that three years from now we're going to say, told you, he doesn't prepare, he got a bad attitude, players don't respect him. Are we there yet, or are we at the point where it's just in your crawl, you're more concerned about what might happen, not what is happening? Is the headache, is the headache worth the skill set? 
is the reward worth the, worth the risk? Yep. Um, I for me no because at quarterback I've learned the hard way. Quarterback, you got to have a guy that's your 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 at least a ten year program, at least a ten year franchise guy, right? You got to have a Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. You need. I'm going in here and got to have this guy for ten years. I, we're paying guys too much money, Sean, right now in the league to get mediocre mediocrity out of it. Like Kyler Murray could have possibly just set that organization back 20 years. $250 million and you're horrible, and you're out not even fucking playing. And you're a shitbird, and nobody wants to play with you. Is right. that something you're willing to risk with this kid? So let me ask you this. Are you more... Are we hold? Are you holding? And I don't mean they got him lifted at six one, two sixteen. So that's six foot two twenty. All right. And when he gets measured, six foot six foot and a half two twenty. He looks to me like he's about two twenty five. Got big, thick lower half. Right. The he plays bigger. Saying, I'm not no fucking math major or scientist or biomechanist or fucking. Uh, I do have a master's in kinesiology, but I know one thing. He ain't growing higher, but no. he sure can't grow wider. Yeah, he's not his his growing his growth spurt ain't getting to six four, right? He may get forty. He, he, may get, he may get you know forty two inch hips or something, but I, I don't know. But he's a player, so I guess for me, where I sit today, um, hey, where the bitches be? I, well, that's why I need to ask myself. Okay, while I take this pregnant pause. <laughs> Is I I watched this guy and listen, I'm hard on quarterbacks, and I know you are too, my man. I'm curious if you're harder on Caleb now because of what you've seen with a couple other guys and because you don't like the way Lincoln's done it. Are we are you holding him a little bit hostage because of what's happened in the past, not giving him the benefit of the doubt yet? Are you there? Are you are you are we are you overjudging him right now as a as you to use your term a shitbird? Because you've seen this movie before and he's shown you hints of it, or has he shown you enough to say, I can't touch him? See, I'll say this. I haven't seen enough of the side that you may know to tell me. Because right now, if I was drafting, if he was in this year's draft, right now, what I'm talking about as a player. I'm not talking about all the other stuff. Because I'd need to sit in an interview with him. Does that make sense, JB? Yeah. I want to look at his eye and kind of – and I want to talk to the backup quarterback. I want to talk to his coordinator. I want to talk to the guy who doesn't play in the locker room that he's not friends with to find out what kind of dude and guys he is friends with. I'm going to do my due diligence. I love Bryce Young. He's smaller, but he's got an it factor, as we both talked about. If he was coming out this year – there would be absolutely – there would be not one ounce of debate in the NFL world, this I do know, of who would be the first pick of this draft. You still if think he'd go over Bryce Matter of fact, he's so good, at least what he's shown, that even if the Bears had the first pick, they may be willing to trade Justin Fields to move on from him because they like him to grab Caleb Williams. Right now, he'd be the first pick of this draft right now, and it would be Bryce Young would not be in the first pick conversation. Really? And that's no disrespect to Bryce Young. Really? That's oh, I don't, I don't think that I don't think it's even a. Oh, I get I, I, there's people right now that I that talk to that and, and that want the Texans to draft Will Anderson or somebody else this year or trade out of that first pick, go into next year and kind of go horse shit again next year and not worry about a new coach or any of that stuff and 
try to plan for Caleb Williams, which I said, you got to stop it. I'm not passing up a franchise guy and Bryce, who I think is, the, I, I, I think Bryce Young's special. My point is, I'm not saying, I'm telling you what the, 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 the verbiage and the, the, the buzz, he'd be the first pick this year and we wouldn't, this would be zero question. We got to make, we got to make a lifelong bet. We got to make a bet that's going to be, we can talk about in five, seven, 10 years. Yep. Bryce Young is going to be 10 times the guy he is in the NFL. I'll put it to you this way. Bryce Young, I think, will be a better winner. I'm not sure he's going to end up being a better player. Uh, I don't know. And I think think both of them are going to be, and it may be for different reasons. I, Dude, I, I, I watched Bryce Young, and I think he kind of hung the moon. Does that make sense? I think he's phenomenal. Yeah. I'm just telling you in circles. This to what I heard. Now, if you're asking me, Sean, who do you like better? Right now, I think because of the the, and I know this sounds, the, the his how the thicker lower half and the, the the, I I I like it a little more with Caleb Williams. But I think Bryce Young's more pure. Does that make sense? More mechanically sound, and I'm big on mechanics. I think Caleb Williams, and and Bryce Young both dress in a phone booth at times and pop out and fly around in a blue and red suit like 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 Superman. But I also I I I personally I I personally would that'd be hard throw CJ Stroud in there. I'd be looking at him hard. I think the majority of America there's a lot of people that won't touch Bryce Young because they're afraid of his size, which I think's overrated, but I get it. I understand people have it. And it's more the I think the they're, they're more concerned of the slight of body, you know, five, ten and a half, 180 pounds than a 220-pound 6'1 guy. I, I would be willing to bet the consensus would be Bryce Young over uh, uh, Caleb Williams over Bryce Young. I think most would take Caleb Williams. I think the spe- like like you that are that delve deep into some other things, I think they'd lean on Bryce Young. But I, I think Caleb Williams would be the first pick going away this year from the buzz I hear. Now that being said, a lot of other things come into it when you're making an investment that big. I need to see more. I've seen two years. Caleb Williams last year, I thought he was good, but I, I knew he needed a lot, of make, a lot of improvement. He was in more control this year and made a lot of plays, and maybe that's skewed because I'm an SC guy. I don't know enough about his off the field or his personality to know if he's one of those guys where it's like, oh, this is a turd. I don't know that yet, and that's why I'm not questioning you. That's why I'm asking. As a playmaking, just skill set football player, he seems to make every, he seems to make every friggin' play. Now, it's not going to be that easy on Sundays. We know that, and I'm not. I, I don't know if I'd bet you a lot that you say Bryce Young's going to have a ten time. Now, I'll, I'll take the bet on ten times better career, but I wouldn't take the bet if you said ten years from now Bryce Young's career will be better than Caleb Williams. I wouldn't take that bet. Just like I doubt you'd take the bet if I said. That that uh, Caleb Williams, you'd take the bet if I said Caleb Williams is going to be Caleb Williams is going to be better, but I don't know. You'd really take the bet if I said let's bet ten thousand bucks, a thousand a year, that Bryce Young and Caleb Williams is going to be ten times better. I wouldn't do that. I'm not willing to give away that money, and I don't think if your feet were held to the fire that you deep. I think that's a little hyperbole. I don't think you think he's going to be a ten times better player. Yeah, I. I just think that, I, and I know I, I, we can't use the history, uh, past history as a as a precursor to what's going to be ahead. I don't. Right, Alabama 
Alabama hasn't had great successful quarterbacks go to the NFL. You know, we've had some flounders, and USC's had some as well. So we all have had them right. go to the Hell, NFL. the best one right now for Alabama is not counting the Kenny Stabler's Joe Namus is Jalen Hurts. They're honest to God, it is. Think about yes. I mean over the over the course of the what he's done in his quantum leaps, JB, and and so I get your concern there. Meaning to Caleb Williams, that where's the rub off? Is it going to rub off good or bad? And is he different? I'm trying my best not to hold USC wide receivers of the past and hold, you know, Addison that's going to turn out like Mike Williams in the pros, right? You know what I'm saying? Or that because Sam Darnold was a great college player, has struggled in the NFL, that Caleb Williams isn't going to be good because of Sam Darnold, or that Caleb's not going to be good because of Baker Mayfield and Lincoln Riley. I don't know. And that's why it's not exact science. I can look at the mechanics of football and say, one thing I do know, the dude elevates play on the field as we sit now two years into his career. That part I do know. I think Bryce Young's more mechanically sound. I think Caleb Williams thick. I, I think Caleb Williams more in true. Caleb Williams because of his. Thick. He's thick like thick. a thick. Yes. 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 With, two, with two C's. Two C's. He is, brother. It makes for a great debate. I'll make you. I'll make you. Well, a, a bottle of whiskey a, a month for five years at five years from now, the debate will still be alive and well over who ends up being a better player, Caleb Williams or Bryce Young. All right. All right. Hey. And I, I love them know. both. Shit. I'm not I, passing on Bryce Young if I got him this year. Uh, I wanted to show about 15 minutes of each of these guys and get out of here tonight because I got these uh, I got some security cameras and shit being installed, and it's been an absolute fucking shit show here at my house, so I got to – I want to show this Daniel Jones and Mac Jones. They're not related, by the way. Just make sure everybody's clear. Uh, this is a good conversation, though. Huh? I, like our, I like that conversation we just had. I, 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 I enjoyed that. I really do. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so who we got that, first, Mac Jones? Why is that highlighted? What the fuck is that? Well, I think Moderna, isn't that a – I wouldn't know about it because I, 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 I never went to it, but I uh, – is it Moderna Field? Is it the Moderna scoreboard? Is it just telling you Moderna? Isn't Moderna, isn't Moderna the – isn't that the, 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 the shot thing or vaccine? I, or I guess so. Is that I what it is? So. How crazy is that? How about that shit? That's a hell of a – see what I'm saying? It gets you thinking, man. It gets you thinking out here. Uh, Why the hell was that there? I did don't you, know, did you sup- Did you superimpose it? Is that your – was that your subconscious message of the world for us to – Get to Moderna? What the hell? Or is it a city in Spain? What is it? No, I, I ain't getting that shit. Um, hey, uh, we got a little three-by-one bunch set here. Uh, Mac Jones, they're, they're, they they got to win this week against Buffalo, who didn't, didn't play this week. Uh, Can I preface this before we open this film about Mac Jones? Yes. I think I, I don't question much of what Bill Belichick did or does in his career, but unless it's good. Because, I, I mean, you know, he's – to me, he's the greatest NFL coach we've ever had. If, he, if he's not first, then he sure is hell in the conversation with the Shulas, the Landrys, Chuck Noel, that, that group. Parcells. Parcells, right. Um, but I think they did him a, a horrible disservice this year. I like Matt Patricia on defense. I think a big reason why they have taken a step back offensively, they, they never load him up with wide receiver weapons, ever, because they're so used to Brady making everybody better. Yeah. And no offense, because Matt Patricia's really good at defense. I, I can I, I can coach the quarterback position better than Matt Patricia blindfolded, okay? 
to have a linebacker coach coaching the quarterback offensive position and calling the plays defensively. Matt was a really good defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think this was a like we like pin the tail on the oh uh, let's see you know when you what was that thing called the. And the donkey. Yeah, yeah, not pin the tail and donkey, but when you got the thing where you put the blindfold and you, yeah, you hit, fucking, you know, uh, what's that thing called? The paper yeah, mache thing. SA. No, yeah, back in ESCO, we used to have those all the time, back where I grew up, dude. What the fuck are those things called again? Pinata. Pinata, yeah. Sometimes I was in the pocket and I was like a pinata. People just taking hit me over the head because I wasn't gonna scramble. But I, I to me, they did a major disservice. That'd be like you telling me, Sean, now I know how to coach them. I, I know offensive line play, but Sean, could you do me a favor and go coach the field goal kicker? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, I know soccer and I watch kicking, but I'm not going to go the intimate details and I know how to block a kick. I don't know how to kick well, what goes on. Or I know how to hold for it. It's not, I probably could get by with that. It, I it's guess. mockery. It's, it's right. Mockery. But, but, but to tell me, I mean, from our living room, I know how to coach that position better than him. They did a disservice to Mac Jones, but it was almost just, uh, let's, where's Waldo? Let's just let Matt Patricia do it. And it's not like going from an inside linebacker coach to coaching DBs. You're yeah. talking about calling offense for a head coach. I like Matt. I think it was a horseshit decision this year, one of the worst, and I think it set them back. I do. Yeah, I agree. I, it's a bad situation because he's not a very skilled kid. Right. So you got to put him he's, in a great he's position. He's a buddy kid, but he That's ain't no right. fucking big arm, athletic. He's not that guy. That's why the Sark and Saban put him in a great position his last year to succeed. That's why I like Bryce. I'm a, I'm close to Sark, and I know, and you know, Sark has a personal uh, relationship with the kid coming out of SoCal when yep. he was out here before he went to modern day, and then obviously he got him to Alabama. But you know, he he likes him a lot. He thinks he's an NFL guy. But Bill O'Brien also has an NFL system, and Bryce got to play in two NFL systems, which I like a lot better than what Caleb's in. So well, that's what I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that, I understand. That's that. my thing. Um, so Mac Jones, they got to win this week against Buffalo. I got to ask you before we start this and uh, blaze through these films. Uh, competitively speaking, not being insensitive to the situation that occurred in Buffalo on Monday night with this kid who's fighting for his life, who I hear is getting better, by the way. It's great news. Um, I got to be honest, though, if I'm the coach, if I'm Belichick, which I know for a fact, I got a couple guys that coach for him. He ain't. T- he's not very happy that Buffalo didn't play a game and gets to play basically get some snaps under him in a live scrimmage setting and be pretty much healthy coming into this game without having to play a game. Uh, Let me ask you this. Would you what do you can- think about you, that? Would you cancel the entire NFL season, this the NFL week this week, move it back, move everything back, and like just say because of certain circumstances, the – you know, whether it's a the, the, we're just pushing it back and we're going to take away the week between the AFC championship game and the Super Bowl away or the AFC NFC champ and just yeah. say you're we only got one week in between the two. Yeah. And cancel every game this week, put them on the same then go back and play week 18 and week 19. Yeah. And then decide how you're going to deal with the Buffalo Cincinnati yeah. game along the way. If you're going to play it, it down this in the morning. beginning of the week, right? I broke it down this morning per rule, per law. A buddy of mine that's a referee sent me a big old thing. It's all in Roger Goodell's hands. It all comes down to that. That makes more sense to do the whole week. But you know what? For Chad, everybody, right? Chris Henry died uh, in 2009 for the Bengals. They played two days later. Um, unfortunate circumstances have occurred. 
But this is what I find ironic, which I really had to sit down and think about when I was doing my show this morning. We fucking played every goddamn game during COVID. Not one game was missed. We figured it out. And you can't tell me this league's not money hungry and about the money. And you know how it is. This is a conglomerate business. And they played every game in the NFL during a global pandemic. And now... And we're hoping that this kid makes it. He's he's alive, right? And which is a good thing, right? You know, and and fighting, and he's strong, right? Yeah, I, I, it's a it, it's a it uh, is a sobering situation. Yeah, uh, but I agree. I, I, I get what hey, you're hey, saying. Take a week off from the whole deal. Let's right. take a week off from the whole deal then, and set everybody down, and then you guys replay Monday night. Right, and then you're gonna have to play again on Sunday. And then and you then play the next Sunday, and we're caught up, and everybody's saw. And we're taking away, giving you the week that everybody deserves because it's not just emotion for the two teams who are on the field. There's friends and other family members. There's emotion all over the league. If this is what you're going to do, then cancel it, play them all, then, then go back to right Cincinnati and Buffalo on Monday night. Then they turn around and play six days later, right, on Sunday. And we just skip the week between the two weeks off between the championship weekend and the Super Bowl If because eventually they're going to play them. So what's the best way to do it without moving the Super Bowl if you don't want to do that? Yeah. And you want to give guys time to mentally get the, you know, to heal, then give time for all the players. Yeah. And then just move it forward a week and next week's Monday night. And you just take away the two weeks off between the championship weekend and the Super Bowl and give it one week off. We've done it before and go play football. It's listen. We ask people to adjust all the time in football and sports and society. And this was a situation that is rare and we don't, we're, we're not used to it. So it's uncharted waters. And, but I mean, I'm talking about if that's what you're going to do, then give everybody time to take a step back and put pause on for a week and then repick it up next week. If that's what you feel to do. But my gut tells me they're playing this weekend, my friend, that, that's what my gut tells yeah. me. Yeah, but if you're going to give one off, give them all off because all these players are in the same fraternity. Yeah, and I just don't – I'm pretty pissed if I got to play you and you – we played last week. You didn't. It's another bye week in essence. I know it's a fucked up bye week scenario, but I'm, I'm trying to be insensitive here. I'm just telling you in a competitive theory here, yep. we're trying to win just like you are. The season's not being uh, canceled, so we're going to play. But we now not only did you not play, you played five minutes, you basically got some scrimmage snaps in against live competition, and now we got to play you. So it's yeah. unfortunate. It's unfortunate way that it happened, and I don't yeah. mean to be No, you're talking about it in the competitive football way. I get but it. I'm just saying that this yeah. is what we're talking about here. We nobody wants to talk about these things anymore um, because they're scared to ask questions because you get, you know, you get canceled and well, shit. Guess what happens when you ask questions? Yeah, we, we have a better chance at dialogue to get to get answers and the right yeah. answers, whatever those might be. Unbelievable. Right. All right, we got a little diamond front, Sean. I want to explain to you, uh, to these guys out here, diamond front, it means that everybody's covered for the most part up front. We got a D with one linebacker in the box, okay? We got one linebacker in the hole, and we got five down linemen. A nose guard, which we call a N, and then a T is a tackle, and a T is a tackle. We call this TNT front. It's tackle, nose, tackle with two walk-up edge rushers, and these guys are outside contained rushers, and we have a three-by-one. This is straight-up, man-free, 
all day long. We know we are in man, 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 and they're going to try to figure out how do we control the point on the mesh, Sean? Yes, and the, the job of the, just so you viewers, what the job of those two stand-up defensive ends when Coach JB says you got outside contain and leverage is you have got to keep your outside arm free and force people back into help. You cannot get cute and dip and then have one of these guys. Now, Mac Jones isn't Lamar Jackson. He's not Josh Allen. But you can't get caught up when you have – it's like on kickoff and punt. When they tell you to stay in your lane, you stay in your lane, go get it, go make a play. Because the second you get out of your lane, what does the next punt return do? They'll take it right exactly within a foot of where your ass went. You have got to be very sound assignment alignment here while you're cutting it loose in man coverage going to get after that quarterback to try and force the ball out of his hand prematurely. And the Mike backer has the QB or the back either way in this scenario because we right. are manned up, locked across the board. So right. that is what we have. Man free again, safety, 12, 14 yards deep. Sean loves deep safeties uh, if you watched <laughs> last night's episode of this yeah, show. I love playing against him. I can sure as shit tell you that. Uh, Mac Jones is trying to dissect this man coverage here. So we got Pretty a Pretty easy of- read, though, right off the bat, right, JB? I mean, uh, if you're coming, if I'm coming to the line of scrimmage, I beg for this as a quarterback. Yeah. I'm like, this has already been defined for me. I don't have to do a whole lot of thinking. I already know, and he's running with him. Shit, he got to know right now where he's got a chance to win already, Mac Jones. Yeah, that's 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 a good place to start. There's an option there because of what we got in the box, right? We got a middle safety, so we got options right there from the gate. Number one, number two, Sean. Who has the back? The so if I'm does. thinking this, this guy has the back. So if the back were to swing out here, this guy has to chase him through traffic. Right. Let's just say this was the scheme here. Three slants and a swing. Built-in pick. They're either going to pass this off, and this corner right here is going to sit here and pass it off and sit there and squat, or he's going to chase – and this running back, this linebacker has to and fight. If they the do ball. pass it off. Now, if they do pass it off, now Mike has to cover a fast wide receiver. The mismatch is anybody on Mike, folks. Yes. That yes. is the mismatch. Yes. So we got some options here That's in this man. For mismatches. Yep. Matt Jones go. now has to find the duck. Yep. Hunt him so down. Got back to two by two. Go back. Here we go. We know we got straight man. Bad oh. ball. We got a. Sean, let me ask you this. We see this on a daily basis. We saw all this shit. They just did yep. all that shit to throw an incomplete pass. Yep. There's nothing worse than doing a bunch of window dressing and look sexy and it looks like a shit show. No, no doubt. If you're going to dress it up, you got to, you know what? It's like on when you watch a guy makes a great defensive steal on basketball court, goes to the other end and misses the dunk. Yes. Right? Or misses the lift. Do finish. Now with yeah. this one, and and uh, the skeins fine. The guy goes in motion. He's chasing, and now you get separation. Now the guy coming back's got to go over the top. Yeah, now if he's you stuck. just make a throw. They got to build it. He's got he got the advantage, and you throw it in the dirt. Can't do it, man. Ball Gotta got yeah. uh, I, I I blame the guy in motion. He didn't get deep enough and allow the quarterback to throw it in the backfield. Yep. Um, you mean but, the angle of it? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, here we go. A little eleven personnel, three by one. Hand the football off. Let's just go to some. Quarterback play, Moderna. All right, here we go. Um, 
Three by one again, back to man free. They're playing man free, Sean. Please explain, please explain to the novice fan what this coverage tells people because I don't believe people understand that I'm telling you that my corner is better. So before I say this, I want to get the novice fan to understand something. Everybody in this chat is probably saying, oh, their corners are better than New England's wideouts. No, that's not what you do this for. Your corners are better than the fucking quarterback is what you're telling people in this profession. Right. You're I saying am. that this corner is better than you, Mac Jones. We don't think you can beat me over the top with your shitty wideouts. I'm going to play press man, and I'm going to bring the house, and I'm going to make you beat me. And until you make a throw or three in this situation, I'm going to hammer you with this. And then the second part of it is, not only do I think you're not good enough to beat me, I don't know if your offensive line is good enough to hold man-on-man blocking five-on-five. I think we'll we'll get to you before you can set your – as you've seen, as you've seen now, the the, the disruption of – he, had, he hadn't thrown an accurate ball in the first two when it's had man. And so if I'm the defense coordinator, I'm saying – I'm going all old school Jim Johnson on him from Philly, right? Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. going to pressure your ass until you prove to me you can make a throw against press coverage. And then the next layer of it where the fans are right, JB, depending on what you got, and you notice they're pressing them. You know what else it tells me? I don't believe you guys, you punks, can get off the line of scrimmage that we're going to maul your ass, and you're trying to go in motion, and you still can't beat me. I'm not calling the players punks, but that's the thought process of, hey, you ain't doing shit to me. I'm going to maul you at the line of scrimmage. The quarterback can't beat me. And if he does make an accurate throw, you don't got good enough separation to catch and run. I'm going to be right there on your ass. So you know what it is? It's basically Miami's middle fingering the Patriots and saying, we're going to disrespect your ass because you can't beat us with your 11 guys on offense. We're better than you are. Hey, I guarantee you they ain't in man free versus Tom Brady right now. Oh, no. No, because he'd hit the first two throws. And those or guys Aaron Rodgers, playing, that's right. Or Pat Mahomes or any of these fuckers, they're not in man free against them. Nope. That's a mixed coverage, a change up once in a blue moon. It's not these base coverage coming out of the locker room where you say, that dude ain't beating us. They can't block us and they can't separate. No question. He's got to play great football this weekend to beat Buffalo to get in the playoffs and hoping the Jets can beat Miami. Now, listen, what do you think Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier are thinking, dude? Well, what, what Great ball think? there. Yeah what, yeah, what do you think they're thinking uh, if they're watching this? They're thinking. If I'm well, watching this, I'm watching the coverage. You're damn We're right. No Von right? Miller. No, that's it. Tell you, sh- you better hit me for a 75 or 65-yard home run, or you're going to have to try and hit singles all day, and I don't think you can hit those either. That's what they're basically going to tell them and tell Matt Great Jones. Ball there. That's a great ball. Ball's got did – did he catch it? Yeah, good. Yeah. That's a, Now, that – is how you beat press man without taking a shot to the mouth. Get the ball up, out, fade him away, and now let's see. I'm anxious to see if they come back with the same coverage. Quick play action, no hitch, ball hits on a fifth step, ball's out, great throw. That's how you say go fuck yourself on to the defense. Let's see if they do it again. And you got to do it again because they're going to say you're lucky one time. That's exactly you right. Do it twice. That's exactly right. And they're motioning to get free release if possible. And then they're going to come to set. Now they're mauling. They're not playing off coverage. They're daring them every single snap. Throw it. That's right. Got to do it every time. Another good throw with it right with a middle safety. 
Now you start Look to say, how fast you're in their territory against this man. Look, if you if you make a pay, you are fucked on defense. Yes. Look at this. And, and, and this is another accurate throw. Not getting to him. They've got off the ball now two times on a release. Stand in there. Deliver it. Bingo. Now let's see, because this is normally when the light switch goes on if you're playing zone. Let's man up and pressure. Well, they've been doing that. Ooh, look at this. A little Shot more it. off coverage hey, now, Jack, huh? Can you, see my, can you see my phone rising out of the fucking uh, – off the desk? My yes. dick's hard. Yes, I, well, of course. What? Well, how, how, it rose. I see it rose about two inches. <laughs> my oh. dick's hard right now looking at this goddamn film. Are you shitting me? Look I wish you did this against me. I yes. wish you gave me this coverage. Oh, dude, I begged, I begged for it as a player, and I begged for it if I was coaching somebody. God, now look dude, what they're doing, JB. Different. Now Boy. they're backing off. Two snaps in a row, they got beat. Now let's soften this up a little bit. Fucking right. And Porn seven, dick. Eight yards on a carry. That's three successful plays in a row. Now Miami's defense is reeling. Now you're fucked second and two. We can do anything we want on offense. That's right. Same coverage. They're not changing. They said we're going to come out and live and die by the sword here. Jones getting to the right play. Great coverage. Nothing there. Yep. That coverage, I felt like I was watching Sam Madison back in the day. You remember oh, Sam? Man. Yeah, yeah. The, their cover guys, press man, killing. Alive and Madison and Sir Sertan, right? Sertan. Third and two, Moderna. Here we go. We got a. We got a hell of a. They're not changing. Uh, man oh, again. God. Yep. Fuck me. I, I'd bring that safety up even closer because there's no reason to be in the goal line again. I don't. I, again, another fucking. Jo- we don't. I don't understand what these guys are doing on defense. When why give them that room in front? You use the back of the end zone to your advantage, not to your disadvantage. Wow. Standing on a goal line, safety taking himself right, taking himself out of any run play or pass play for the most part. No doubt. Shit, Moderna first and ten. Um, it's unbelievable that Moderna's just sitting there every fucking time I turn on the screen. Here we go, man free again. Uh, here we go. Give the football up. Let's go to a pass. We're in the red zone here. We got to go to Daniel Jones next because he's already in the playoffs. So we want to make sure we're going to touch on some quarterbacks. I call him Danny Ballgame, dude. Danny Ballgame. Oh, my guy, man. I, I've been saying it. Inside handoff. What's I this? want Mac Jones to be more of an actor. I want, us, I want him to get more of an actor and stop – Watching the play, go become work the play. Don't watch the play. Just like a coach, work the game. Don't watch the game. And you know what happens too? Great point by you, JB. For a guy who doesn't have a lot of movement, he needs to sell more from me because I, yes. I will not respect any play action he runs if he's not selling it because he's not a move guy. Now that's good football play. Yep. Smart play, get it out. The one thing Mac Jones does pretty damn well, and he did coming into the league, is he processes information pretty quickly. Uh, JB, that's one of it been one of his strengths in the scouting report on him was he knows how to process, missed the throw a little bit, but got it out quick enough. And there was enough separation that you bodied him with it a little behind him. Dangerous if the coverage is better, but a good enough throw to beat it. And, you know, they brought their best defensively and you beat it after a couple tough early snaps. Hey, you know what this is, right? This is doubt. Double out. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And he read it and got the doubt. The other guys breaking out just after him. Perfect call. That is. That's your doubt call, brother. That's exactly yeah. right. We talked about it last night. Yeah. Um, 
shitty, shitty spacing on this deal, but um, fortunately he got it to the first guy. You know what I mean? Would have been tougher to reset and try to hit the second one if he was late working. There was there wasn't a lot of spacing. No doubt. Ain't nothing wrong with taking a profit. It's five hard yards. Hey, no doubt. Um, let me get to uh, Danny Jones. Yep. So, Jones, so I think Mac Jones gets better if he's got better, better, uh, not just weapons, and they're trying to get better. But I think that Mac Jones, just to repeat what I said at the beginning, I don't think they they coached it up properly this year. I think they were they had a staff misplaced on where they put him. That's just me. Um, Sean, you got to run this for me for one hot second. You're going to, you're going to, uh, you're going to run this Daniel Jones film. Um, I got to, I got to sign a contract on this film. I'm going to let the, I'm going to play. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to coach. I, I, I can't, I'll just coach him. I can't touch it. So, cause I'm here. So we'll just gonna, watch it. Yep. I'm going to move me. you. I'm going to move you to, uh, there. Okay. You're just going to let it run. Right. Okay. I just let it run, and then you can talk about uh, how long are you gonna be? About three minutes. Okay. Sean Salisbury is taking over, and he looks a lot sexier than I do on my fucking show. I'll tell you that. And, and this is Daniel Jones playing against the Vikings now. Vikings defense that has been much maligned the entire year. If the Vikings aren't going where they want to go, it's going to simply be because this defensively they have been gashed all season long. Daniel Jones has said, talk about culture change when you bring Brian Dable in and what Mike Kafka, his coordinator, has done. Here we are. There's a little inside run. Daniel Jones showing the fake against the Vikings defense, um, which you should be able to move the ball. So it's third and three. This is a great manageable situation. Off coverage. You got anything you want on the outside lanes. I love single high safety where you can pound the outside lanes. Now, it's a hell of a throw to the, to the window. Let's see it hopefully from the, the, the end zone. Let's see if he could get this ball out a tad quicker to the window. It's a catch on a slant and reset ball. Not bad. Not bad. Probably could have got rid of it a little sooner because the window was so big. But when you, if you're going to be a split second late, you better body him with the throw and get the finish, and he does. See the formation Vikings playing two high safeties with the middle of the field open. I would slow it down, guys, if I had the clicker, but JB and I aren't in the same state or same room or I would re rewind it so we could play it a little slower, but bear with us until he gets back and can control the clicker. Now, I love this. One, two, three, get your head around. Boom. Hitch, come back. Now, if that was an out cut, missed the throw. If that was an out cut, he wouldn't have taken a hitch. It would have been come out of the fake. One, two, three, put your foot in the ground and let it go. But a deeper comeback allows you to take a hitch. They're playing a lot of off coverage and giving you anything you want on the outside lane. You got hitches. This has been a Daniel Jones uh, well, this has been what he's good at the first few years in his league was to be able to buy time with his feet. He used to turn the ball over, lay it on the ground too much, improved with Kafka as coordinator, and Brian Dable changed the, the confidence and what they did with him. But this has been him. The biggest difference for him this year is he's protected the football, made some plays from the pocket, and mechanically more urgent and is protecting it better. That's why the Giants, a big reason why they're in the playoffs, and the questions about Daniel Jones being the guy were erased, at least for this year. But see how they're playing off coverage, off coverage and bailing out. You've got all the stuff underneath. This nice little hesitation ball, what, tipped at the line of scrimmage. 
and they're giving you off coverage. I tell quarterbacks I train all the time. Against off-covered single high safety work outside in unless you're running all vert seams. And if you get two high safeties, unless it's cover four, work inside out. Because we're not throwing hitches into corner roll. We're not throwing out cuts or comebacks into corner roll. So that's for young quarterbacks, a basic way to read coverage. Outside in versus single high, inside out versus two high, depending on the concept your coach teaches. Been a strength for Daniel Jones. Now you got to make the play is to buy time. Now the Vikings, if they are going to get good on defense, it's right here. The ability to push and, and collapse a pocket against a mobile guy to force this. Now those are the ones you got to hit. You got to give me three or four yards because when you're in this, first and 20, obviously a penalty. Now if you're Daniel Jones, get back to protecting the ball. Just get me a positive play. Off coverage again. Off coverage. They're going to roll the corners at the last second, so it becomes too high with the middle of the field, what we call open. So you're going to have a hard time throwing hitches. That's why you got to give me a pre-snap and post-snap read. Here it is again. And once again, you see early in this game, the Vikings, even with just simple, some pressures, this is a four-man rush, drop an end, and they're pressuring it. Fortunately, the Giants cover up. That's been a problem. The Giants have been banged up on the offensive line of being able to protect the quarterback. When you rush four, you got to be able to protect them with five or six at the back's end. Okay, now we're going to get single high off coverage, a little switch route. Get it to him now. Decides to go to the top of the screen and uh, had either one coming down here as well. Decides to work the crutch, which looks like I think it was a tight end, but he realizes the long yarded situations. Don't waste any motion. Get the ball out now. High percentage. Those stick routes sit down by the tight end. Get a big chunky yardage back. Mechanically, he's pretty sound. He's pretty sound in the pocket and in, in a, a pretty solid decision maker. At least the confidence has changed. Look at all the space he's got if he wants to come outside lane. Got outside lane. Has not pounded the outside lane. It deep dig route. Those are the ones that that's what separates the great players from guys that are trying to be great. He's going, this is a big, deep dig. Going to hold it, keep the safety moving back. Let's see where his head goes first. Goes left, holds him, come back. Got the deep end cut, little dagger route, and throws it high. Those are ones when you got a chance and forces the punt. That's a field flipper. Got to make those first and 10 again. Little motion or playing zone. Nobody's running with him. There, you got the down here. You can throw anything you want on the outside lanes. I'm big on, listen, there's nothing wrong with, going one, two, three, the same way in a row. Just dress it up different. If you like it, don't be afraid. Don't take the ball out of your quarterback's hands. Quarterback, allow him to put his foot in the ground on a three-step and get you some quick completions on the outside lane. See, unlike the previous tape we saw with the Dolphins and Mac Jones, this team's playing more off coverage and begging you to throw the ball outside to your outside receivers on hitches, outcuts, comebacks, curl routes, and they're uh, working inside. They're going against the philosophy where it's single high safety. They're working inside out as opposed to the philosophy of outside in versus single high. And they're squeezing them. And Daniel Jones's accuracy, it fits that ball in there. But third and four, those are tight windows to throw to. Now they decide to press one side. You got the easy go up at the top. And he comes down here to a, to, to a tougher read. Now, completion, I want you to take a look at this again. Well, you can't see it from the end zone. He goes to the press a little tougher. You got a nice little switch right here where you had either one at the to the right of our screen we're looking at. But 
makes the tougher throw and sticks it in there. That's a simple trust thing for Daniel Jones and who he trusts in those situations. So while some of the decisions may not be where I would actually ask him to go originally, he's doing a great job of fitting it into tight windows. Now, taking that shot, excellent job of getting his head around on play action. Excellent job. When you come out of play action and turn your back to the line of scrimmage, you lose eyesight on the coverage. You have got to get your head around to locate again. You see pre-snap, middle field closed or open, head around. Reset quick, nicely done. You see three or four times he has ripped balls into really, really good coverage for a Vikings team that hasn't really defended anybody as you saw against the Packers, they didn't defend well last week either. Little press down here and off on the top, too deep. They're going to play corner roll, so that's middle of the field open. So you're not running hitches or outcuts. A little soft cover, too. And uses what has been his biggest strength in the league since he's come in, and that's using his feet to get on the edge and buying a little bit of time. Listen, I couldn't be, as we're watching this, Daniel Jones impressed with the job Brian Dable did. If you ever wonder if coaching matters, Look at the turnaround the Giants have made this year. Look what Robert Sala, if he would have got good quarterback play from Zach Wilson early, look what he's done. Flip it to the second quarter. A lot of off coverage. If we're getting this here, they're running a lot of play action. Now they're finally working the outside lane, but or at least had a chance, ran the fade, and then a, a sail route and deep out cut and lays it on the ground after a big completion. That's when you move to the next level on January. And in January, these are plays, about six to eight plays a game that are the difference in whether you win a championship or move on to the playoffs or don't. Nice reset, getting his head around, protect the ball. Protect the ball. Corner runs the guy off on a mandatory outside release. Tied in, pushes up and out cut, and you, you, you make the throw. Um, I don't know if he came from the other side of the formation or to the play side. It's either an over route or it was an out cut, but you got to squeeze that football. You hear the angle too deep. Middle of the field is open. You're more than likely going to get a corner roll. Now, they may rotate, and it looks like they're trying to, and they do rotate to single high. Listen, when in doubt, I wish I could freeze this. You saw them in two high. They rotated down to the quarterback's left. So you see two high right now. Keep your head up. I know you're in the gun. If you had a mirrored route concept, you high school players, they roll left to the quarterback's left, work right, throw opposite rotation. Safety down left. He works opposite rotation, pumps the slant into the right. That's an elementary, 8th grade, 10th grade um, rule that he applied it as an NFL guy. They rotate left. He pumps the slant in right. Love it. They're again rotating. Boom. You got three to the right. He throws the built-in screen, a little swing route to get on the edge, get some receivers doing their blocking. Nice, efficient play. And this is just built-in automatic. It's a one-guy read for the most part. Get it to him now. And it's Saquon Barkley. You like the ball in that. Young fellas' hands, get those receivers doing work on the outside. Throw that ball behind the line of scrimmage. The receivers can go up and block the hell out of them even when the ball's in the air. It doesn't matter. Ball's behind the line of scrimmage. Tighter formation, motion. They're not going with them to get in zone. Then a little stretch play and get Barkley running now. Those are big chunks of yardage. And for the Vikings, Giants moving on, and both the teams are going to the playoffs, the Vikings better get better at this. Because if they don't, they're going to get controlled when you run into a team like the Cowboys, the 49ers. They're going to run McCaffrey as a Vikings guy, and I love him. But if the defense is going to create a major problem, if you can't stop this and prevent this, four or five hard yards with Barkley 
and McCaffrey and, you know, Pollard and Zeke Elliott. Everywhere you go, Sanders and Philly, the run games, even with some good quarterbacks, the run games are nasty in the NFC. So you're going to have to get some stops. And the Vikings, when Dalvin Cook on their side, they can run the football. Get stops. Giving you everything you want outside. Corner roll, middle field's going to be closed. Pumping outside lane throw. Don't know why they're afraid. The guy on the 4-0, hit that ball. Let's see what he does with it. Do they put him down? You got you, – you, if they're going to offer you stuff that's – I call it shooting fish in a barrel. Now, I've never shot fish in a barrel before, but I can damn well tell you it's easy. They shift him over. Nobody moves. You're getting zone coverage, bringing somebody off the edge. One, two, three, take a hitch. Out cut. Now, body him with it. Get him up. Nobody touches him. A little extra yards. They say they touched him. Was that Kendricks? Nice job by Barkley being aware, and the referee did not touch him down. So first and 10 rolling along here. Again, now it looks like two high safeties. The middle field's open. Work inside out. See if Daniel Jones follows the rule. Boom. Ooh. They're playing. Was that two-man? I don't know if that was two-man or two-zone. It was two-man. They turned their back to the quarterback. That's easy yards. Let's see if they let's see what they do with the back and tell me if they run with him. Safeties get off. Is it two-man? Nope. It's just zone. Just zone. They get deep drops, which gives Daniel Jones some latitude to get down inside there in the red zone. Very, very nice job and nice decision. We know how much he trusts his feet. Playing off again. They have given down here. If you want a quick out, you got it. They're going to run the ball. Don't believe the Vikings can stop their run. And so they're going to well, keep. Man, been the I've been hearing you. I've been taking notes. Yeah. I mean, you got to talking fast, brother. Can't slow it down. So the Vikings are, this has been a problem all year long, JB. The Vikings trying to stop anything uh, on the defensive side of the football. They're giving yeah, the Giants game. just gashing them? Yeah, they, they're doing both now. He's, he's made some good decisions now. They're offering up the outside lanes, and they're not pounding with outcuts, but he's done a good job of working opposite rotation, you know, if they roll left and reading the difference between middle of the field open or close, and here it's open, and they're going to gash them with the run again. You know how that is. If you check with me and okay. you're going to be in the red zone giving me two high safeties, I'm running inside zone or stretch play, whatever it is. He's just looking at it right now. Move the back over. Two high safeties, inside handoff, brother. There you go. Hey, let me ask you this. Some people are, some people think that the Giants are sacrificing Daniel Jones so they can get a draft pick or get a quarterback later on in the years. There's no fucking way. This guy's their guy, and this is a full-on restructuring of a program and an organization. Yeah. Dable's done, like I told you he would, and there's no way they're going to waste capital on another quarterback when they can go get another wide receiver, which they dearly need, and offensive line help. If this kid, if Daniel Jones, now what, four years in the league now? Is this year five, maybe four years? This is his contract year, right? Or right around four. Three coaches and five OCs. Right. Here's the deal. If he makes the leaps this year and continues to the leaps he made this year, if they continue next year and the year after, there's no need to draft a quarterback high. Because no. look at the impact Dable made on him. He had every chance to bring Trubisky if he loved him from Buffalo to tell his coaching staff to go get or the front office to go get somebody else. He brings in Mike Kafka from Kansas city to coach the offense and look at the turnaround. And this is just in a few short months with Daniel Jones and Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, get him a few more weapons and the way Barkley healthy is running the ball, protect him. I think there's another level to Daniel Jones game. I don't need a first round quarterback this year. I, I agree. I agree. Um, Let's watch him one more, a couple of red zone snaps here. Uh, how's he looked? 
He's done some good things. He's he. I, I think he's made a few decisions. He's thrown it to the harder to the harder uh, decision. You know, the harder read. Yeah. So throwing it to throwing it to the guy who was more covered um, when he had off coverage one way. But he's he's made some really good stick it in their belly throws because you could tell he trusted somebody on third and five more than he did the guy who had a little off coverage. So he's had to make some tight window throws. He's he's passed up some easy ones to make some tough ones, but he's made them and he's used his feet two or three times to give himself a chance, like right here. You watch by time, throw a touchdown pass. That's what I'm going to say right now. He's athletic as anybody in the fucking league. I'm talking it's, about let's, – let's, let's, let's take Lamar Jackson out, and, and, and I'm, I'm telling you right now, he's fast. He's a straight fast. line speed. Is, he can run with anybody. And People don't want to talk about it. He's not – I'm not going to say he's the athlete as Justin, but he can flat line go now. Yes, he sure can. And you know what? Those feet, the athleticism, and – He's doing this. The line at times this year when they've been banged up has struggled, and that's one of his great advantages. And now he's not just using it to run, but you saw there by time down in the red zone and find himself an open receiver for the score, and that's just using – his awareness is increasing. You know the number one reason they're better this year, aside from the coach, is he's doing stuff like this and protecting the football. Protecting the ball. Fuck yeah. Is, and this is a great – this is similar to the throw Mac Jones made. Yeah, press coverage, throwing outside fade away, keep him there where it's our ball or nobody's ball, and a finish by the wideout. Nicely done. That's a great, great throw, great ball. Ball's on time. Look at that safety, Sean. He's creeping on the hash now. Sure is. He's a fuck. We're on the right hash, Sean. This and is a hard into the boundary. Yes, sir, hey, Sean, brother. This, no, no pre-snap for me. Oh, I would not have thrown. The, I, I would have said I would have come off it right now. I would have said, I, there's no yeah, way I can get I want to explain to people, this is a no-no. We're on the right hash. This guy can get there very simply. So right now, unless this occupies him and he goes inside on my stick route number two, now I take it. So that is definitely, Sean, our read key. This guy is our read key. So unless he robs the hash, I'm just telling you, pre-snap indicator, ding, 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 I'm not going outside. Pre-snap indicator tells me right now, seven yards off the house and hash into the boundary. I there can't you go. Now watch. Now take it. That's a great job. And this is a fantastic job by, by Matt, uh, Daniel Jones not quitting. Back up one real quick. By not quitting on what is a pre-snap look that we said, ding, 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 ding. And then at first, now watch his head. Right to him. He sees him cheat back towards the hash. Now – puts his foot in the ground after a quick reset and makes the throw that the, the safety had no chance to get to. Because in truth, if that safety's off the hash and you make that throw and the safety can't get to it, then that defense is horseshit, right? You get my point? And right there, but he gave you the outside look, cheated back inside. Great decision by Daniel Jones on a pre-snap feed that said, don't throw that ball. Yeah, every right time I rewind it, I lose. So, so sorry. Uh, I got some questions in the chat. They want to know why is he the read key? So you want to explain why he's the read key with two verts? Well, yeah. And now is it, go back to the high angle for me for one second. Come here. Fuck sticks. And what did we have the there inside guy? It's too high right now. The read key. Listen. Too high, and it's a soft two corner, and now they're giving him a, a free go. You know, you'd like to have your corner get some hands on that guy. And what we call this first is an MOR by the receiver. It's a mandatory outside release because why we don't want him coming inside, it makes that guy's circle's job easier. 
The read key is simple in too high, middle of the field open. That safety, it's we're going to put him in a bind. He's a conflict player. He is in conflict. That's and exactly that is why right. We're going to play with our head and manipulation and our eye manipulation, and we're going to get him to go where we want him to go so we can go opposite with the football. Find the cons, find the conflict, and I got answers to your test. Now, before we go over this, if that safety stays there and moves to his half and you see him on the zero on the 30 working that way, Daniel Jones' eyes come right back inside. And then guess who the next conflict is? Circle him. If he wants to throw the bender, boom. He, let's say, there you go. You got that. He's going to play his half the field. The bend, there you go. There, there you go. His eyes, safety, safety off the hash. I can't get the outside throwing. I'm going right to the underneath. I freeze it. Bam. Now, after post-snap, watch what the safety does. He starts to work towards the hash, and Daniel Jones sees it. Now he's froze him. And then he makes the perfect throw to Work him away. The, the corner's job, the, the receiver's job is to handle the corner. It's the quarterback's job to handle the safety or the conflict and the underneath. He had the bender if he wanted him late, but he loved the outside the way he held the safety. So that conflict secondary guy did not run to his half the field on the snap. He cheated back inside, which allowed Daniel Jones to say five, four to five yards from the sideline, work him towards the sideline away from the MDM, which is the, the two-half safety. Great decision. Now, if that safety stays right there and works to the 30, 82 is going to hit his head on the goalpost on a bender throw right off this line. Boom! That guy goes and scores if he makes that throw, too. Yeah. But I don't have any problem with the decision off the safety post-snap read. No question about it. Um, we'll get one more here and get out of here. I got to get out of here, uh, Sean, today. No a problem, little early. I tomorrow you have a conflict, so we'll come back Friday. Sure. Yeah, I just got to I got to do a 49er I'm going to watch the game live. Yeah, yeah I'm going to watch the game live tomorrow for the Thursday night game on Amazon. I'm going to watch it live in the, in the, in the cigar lounge here. So I'm going to. I'll be doing the 49er game uh the 49er show tomorrow for an hour from 7 8. So we'll join back up on Friday. It's the last one of the regular season. So maybe we'll, yeah, we'll, when we'll, you're done, maybe you call in. We'll, you oh, jump yeah. on and we'll watch the game for a while and, and, and grade the two QBs live tomorrow. I'll pop in with you. You bet. All right. Have some whiskey. Me. Yes, sir. I'll do, come on now. Hang on a second. And so some fat house. up here. Cigar and whiskey. I got, fat some, fat I got too. tequila behind me. But hey, well, yeah, one more throw. Get out of here. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Empty formation out of swing in the back hot. We're in a two-by-two two set, uh, condensed formation okay. here, a, a wide, tight bunch. Go back and one thing, JB. To quiz real quick. Let me, ask, let me ask our people in the chat. Right now, after he goes two steps, you do, go run the play two steps and freeze it again. Freeze. A little more. If I freeze, if I told you right now, fans that are watching and listening and, and viewers, if I, you're my quarterback and I said middle of the field open or closed, what are you telling me? Somebody type up your answer. Is the middle field open or closed? If so you're remember, two safeties on the hash, the middle is what? Open. If the right. middle guy is in the middle, what is he? Closed. Closed. He closed. You couldn't drive. Just if you're driving through there, somebody in the middle, right? So this gives us carte blanche to do a lot. We run seams. You got the the outside. Look at the swing route. You got everything collapsing. And he breaks can, breaks outside. He's a, the the farthest guy away from the defense. Get him the ball. You can pound outside lanes versus single high safety because 
You're going to get what you need. You can run mirrored routes. You can slant them, hitch them, out them, come back them. Middle of the field open makes it different because corners roll unless it's cover four. Open. Right. That's exact corner. Middle field. Now freeze it. See down here, a hitch route. Let's say we wanted to run a six-yard hitch, that that was all hitch in the huddle. A six-yard hitch by the guy down here, the X receiver. So he runs up and sits. Is that a good play versus a roll corner? The answer is absolutely not. You can anticipate the guy at the top is going to do the same thing. So what we do, and JB and I would teach, is if we get roll corner or two deep safeties and they roll the corners, you take an outside release and convert it to a fade. We're not going to run to be covered. We're not throwing you a hitch route into a rolled corner. So we just adjust on the fly. You run outside release. And if we had a hitch at the top, where would we throw the ball? Inside or out? You got the inside hitch. Now that safety, it looked like quarter, quarter halves there, yeah, JB, where they were playing quarters, where the, the quarters where they were off and they played half the field. But we're not throwing hitches or outcuts into roll corners. Here, Middle field closed. You got anything you want outside? Anything you want? No Just doubt. Just a lesson it's to be learned. Theory. There's no game tomorrow. There is no game? No, nah, there's no game tomorrow. So, um, did they, is that, oh, yeah, you know what, JB? It's exactly right. Every single game the last week of the season for no, the advantage purposes, they got two on Saturday, I think, and the rest of them are on Sunday because we don't have Monday night next week either. That's exactly right. And that's, that has nothing to do with what happened right, on the Monday right. night schedule. That's just scheduling the last right. week of the season. Right. No, no doubt. No doubt. Um, so we'll, 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 we'll catch up. You got your show tomorrow for an hour, and then uh, we'll figure it out tomorrow, uh, tomorrow during the day. We'll come together. Even if we can come on for 45 and talk, we'll try yeah. to. Yeah, I got an hour 49er show tomorrow. All right. And then uh, afterwards, maybe we'll show some film. I got, we got tons of film, so. You got it, brother. Great stuff. I, I know you got a lot of stuff going on at the crib getting ready. So, yeah, we appreciate, I appreciate you. It. Your, your Everybody else, we'll see today. you tomorrow morning. Sean's got his 32 shows tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow on uh, iHeartRadio for Sean and uh, right here tomorrow um, on the Coach JB Show, 6 a.m. So, make sure you, uh, you join both of us if you can. And uh, it's always great seeing you, Sean. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Yeah, hey. Do me a favor. Last chance. Cute. Don't let your meat loaf, dude. Whatever you do. Okay. Hey. God damn. I, I, I stand up right now. Shit. You got I don't want to fucking embarrass anybody. So I'm gonna stay seated until the show's over. <laughs> I love you, man. Great stuff. I appreciate you as always. Hey man, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, brother. All right, guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh as soon as I find out where the fucking outro song is. <laughs> All right, later, guys. The last chance cube. Let's go. And I just cannot wait to bring over 60 years of knowledge and experience to not only the novice football fan, Sean, but to the veteran football coach as well. You love it. You better live it, drink it, eat it, smoke it, and then every now and again wake up with it laying next to you the premier football coaching show on the internet. I've looked forward for the longest time to be with somebody whose energy and knowledge of football and teaching and no nonsense but understands the old game, the in-between game, the new game and combines them all. Last chance cue with the great legendary Sean Salisbury.